Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Details of Life. I am your host, Marcus Wilson, and thank you for tuning in once again. We have a great podcast coming up right now with one of the all-time slew greats, Dwayne Evans. You know, one of the, the benefits, and there aren't very many benefits to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic going on, but one of them is I'm able to access more people across the country and across the world. Normally, I like to do my things in person, but this has forced us to do social distancing. And so people, you guys probably expect me to come with the webcam video uh, interview, and that's what I'm doing. And so I've been able to reach more people. I have a couple more podcasts coming up that are such like this through webcam, but you still get the same experience having people come on, telling the details of their life that has made them successful. And so Dwayne Evans uh, from Chicago, well, suburb of Chicago, Naperville, Illinois, which is also home to Candace and Anthony Parker. Some other ballers. So Naperville has produced some really some good talent over the years. But Dwayne's from Naperville, Chicago area, and uh, obviously signed with Slew, made a big impact right away. Eight and a half points, six and a half rebounds his freshman year, and continued to improve. And by the time he was a junior, he was first team all conference. Senior year was first team all conference, averaged fourteen and a half points and six and a half rebounds a game. And it really doesn't do his game justice because you know we were such a defensive oriented team his senior year that there were games we were winning. A lot of games where we were winning, only scoring 65 points or so. So he and Jordan were carrying a lot of the load offensively. Now, it, it wasn't just that we had a great team, uh, uh, had a, it was a really team effort in how we won. But those two were obviously our stars and our uh, and the guys that carried the load. And so, you know, the thing that's unique about Dwayne is, you know, he's one of those guys that off the court, he's kind of soft-spoken, very polite, um, very well-mannered. And then you get him on the court and he just transforms. It's almost like Clark Kent to Superman, except he's a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? He will, he gets in your face and he competes. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons that, that that team, when they were seniors and even juniors, and that team all around was very, very good. They were competitors. They hated to lose and they were, they were dogs. They would fight you to the end to try to win. And so, you know, but I, I respect that about Dwayne, that he had that in him. And then he also was a great student athlete. You know, his senior year, he was nominated for the Senior Class Award, which is an award given to uh, the senior best student athlete, senior basketball player in Division One. You know, past recipients are Shane Battier, uh, Tyler Hansborough. Um, I think the year that Dwayne was nominated. Um, I believe that Doug McDermott won it. So some hoopers. And he was amongst those type of guys as a student athlete and a high level player as well. So it was good to catch up with Dwayne. And, you know, I will say, like, when I first got to SLU, you know, the guys were a little bit standoffish of me at first because they knew that I had played for Coach Cruz. Coach Cruz, was, this was, this was going to be his first full season taking over after Majerus had unfortunately passed in the midway during the, other, uh, the previous season. So when I came in, I think they were looking at me like, uh, Coach Cruz brought him in to be a spy. That's his guy, which, you know, I do respect Coach Cruz, but I was I was there to be the liaison between him and the guys and obviously do my job as video coordinator and, and be a, a basketball coach. But, um, you know, it took a while for them to warm up and then eventually the trust was built and they really embraced me. So I thank them for that. Um, and, you know, we, we have a lot of, we still stay in touch and we have great relationships with all those guys I do. And so catching up with Dwayne was awesome. We're going to get right into that. We talked about his time at SLU, some of the great memories he has there. Um, talked about Coach Majerus, talked about his pro career, where he's been since he graduated. And then obviously he's now in Italy and under lockdown and quarantine in Italy right now. And so got a lot of good stories to tell. So continue watching. And without further ado, Let's listen to Dwayne Evans. All right, today's guest is 
Uh, Dwayne Evans, former SLU star, uh, and as I preface in the intro, is currently playing professional ball in Italy. So first and foremost, Dwayne, uh, thanks for coming on. But how are you doing? Are you safe? Are you healthy right now? Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Uh, I'm safe. All is good here. Um, really just trying to stay busy, staying in the house, and trying to avoid the virus. I hear you, man. I hear you. So we'll get into more of that a little bit later. But right now, I really want to take it back to your slew days, because I know there's a lot of slew fans that probably want to hear from you. Um, you had a lot of individual and team success while at SLU. Two-time first-team all-conference A-10 player, A-10 title, multiple NCAA tournament appearances. Uh, had one of the best comebacks in NCAA history, being down 16 or eight minutes ago at NC State. I was lucky enough to be there as a part of that. But what are some of your favorite memories of your time while you were playing at SLU? Uh, yeah, I mean, some of the ones you just listed for sure. Um, I think the game we had, we had a home game against Butler when they were ranked like number seven, eight in the country yep. uh, in conference. So that was that was a great win, you know, storming the court. Uh, we had a win against VCU at home, uh, which was, I think they were top 10, 15 team at the time too. It was crazy. And yep. uh, probably just winning the, you know, the A-10 tournament, getting A-10 MVP. Um, I think that was my junior year. That was a great yep. experience too. Yeah. Man, you had a lot of great experiences there. Because like I said, y'all were ultra successful all time, winning this class as in slew history. So uh, you played for Coach Majerus. That's who recruited you. He's a legend for a lot of different reasons. Uh, and your 2012-13 team, uh, when you were a junior, had to go through losing him as a head coach. And I know some teams have had their coach fire midseason. Very few have had their coach pass away during the season. What was that like for you um, and as a, as a team? How did you guys handle that? Yeah, that was it was crazy. I couldn't even really put it into words. Um, I don't think anyone on the team had any idea the whole summer. So um, it was not until maybe a couple of days before, you know, he got really sick and passed away that we were you know, fully knowledgeable about the situation at all. So just uh, to come back to SLU after the funeral and everything and just sit there and look at each other like, okay, what now? We've been building this whole thing for the last two, three years. Um, you know, how can we keep this going um, as Majerus would have wanted, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I, I've heard some crazy stories about Coach Majerus is some of his eating. Do you have any uh, stories, PG stories that you can tell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the eating things for sure true. Um, <laughs> my first two years of SLU, like, every time we were on the road, he would take us out to dinner. <laughs> we would go to some nice restaurant. I remember we went to Jerome Bettis's place and got to order whatever we wanted. Um, you know, if he was yeah. eating, we were all going to eat good. So right. that was great. Um, and then st he was he was nuts, man. Like, he loved, he loved basketball so much. It was crazy. I remember we had, like, a period where, you know, coaches couldn't be in practice. They couldn't, you know, watch or, you know, coach individual sessions. So he would, like, get a stool and sit right outside the gym, like, staring in through the window <laughs> and, like, cracking the door and, like, yelling and coach, basically coaching the whole practice. It's just trying to avoid, like, the, the administration. He closed the door and act like he wasn't doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool, man. I've heard about some of his trips over to the fountain, but anybody who's close to uh, SLU knows uh, the ice cream parlor over there. And mm -hmm. I, from what I hear from what I've heard from you guys and others is he just had a unique ability to be very, very hard on you on the court. But then once you stepped off the court, he was just, you know, a regular guy and made you feel like, you know, he, you know, he really cared for you guys. And a lot of coaches just don't have that 
Man, so after college, and I remember talking to you during this time, but I would like to, you know, there's a lot of people that retire or guys who get hurt and they go through this phase. In college, you were signing autographs. Everywhere you went in St. Louis, people knew who you were. You were the big man on campus. Then that next year, you couldn't play because you had a, 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 a knee injury that was still existing from your senior year. So mm-hmm. what was that like going from being the man, signing autographs, doing all this stuff, to just not being able to play all of a sudden? And seeing all these guys that you used to kill just last year, signing in Europe, playing in the NBA, what was that like during that year off? Uh, I mean, at the beginning, I was angry. Um, you know, I had all these dreams, aspirations. I just graduated. I was like, okay, this is my shot. I'm going to get some NBA workouts, go play overseas, do whatever, you know, the case may be. And obviously, that's not how it worked out. So uh, angry to start with. And then I was humbled for the next, you know, 10 months. I uh, just I ended up working as a janitor at the local like uh, park district, you know, mopping up, cleaning up stuff, um, which was actually really, really a great experience looking back on it now. But uh, it was different. It made me have a whole new love for the game for sure. That And now I, I don't take anything for granted. Man, I could I can attest to that. I remember something you told me. I was talking to you that year. I was like, how you doing? And you was like, man, this is tough because I went from from this to now I'm just some black dude with a mohawk. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one knew who you were. You were back up in Chicago, and it was just, yeah. that is a transition. When I got done playing professionally in Europe, I came back to Atlanta, and I couldn't get a job. No one cared that I played professionally over there, and I also had to get a job at a car wash just to get my resume built up and kill some time. And you're right, it is really humbling. So when you do bounce back, man, you appreciate those moments even more. And like the champion that you are, you did bounce back in a big way, and you're playing in some top leagues. So let the people know, once you did come back, your journey to where you're at now, some of, some of the places you've played. Yeah, so once I got back in the plan, I had to start from the very bottom. So all my accomplishments at SLU, NCAA tournament, all that stuff was out the window. So I basically I started in second league Germany, not making very much money. And then from there, moved out to the first league the next year. Uh, I'm still in Germany. Play for a team called Gießen that I moved to Ludwigsburg, also in Germany. Um, my fourth year in Germany, yeah, and then I just moved to Italy this season. Um, and right now I'm in Sardinia, a team called Dinamo Sassari, which has been a really good year so far. Well, which leads me to what I'm sure a lot of people probably want to hear, and what we started off with. You're in Italy. COVID-19 is dominating the world right now in America. You know, you're not here, but American news, first it was like, hey, this is something that started in China. Then we all started hearing like Italy is where it's at right now and Italy's mm-hmm. two or three weeks ahead of us and they're they're completely on lockdown. So what is it like in Italy right now? You know, being under quarantine, is the police strictly enforcing that? Like what what's what's it like right now in Italy? We are on lockdown. Everyone is, uh, you know, confined to their homes except for going to the grocery store, to the pharmacy, things like that. Um, so it's not like a military lockdown where the second you leave your house, the you know, police are telling you to get back in. But I think if, if you're walking around not doing much, people will stop you. I don't know if they give you a ticket or just tell you need to go home. Um, but they're doing everything they can to, to stop the spread of this virus. So. so do you know anyone that has been affected by it? Teammates, friends, people you know that has gotten the virus over there? No, thankfully, no one personally. Um, I know there's been a couple guys playing overseas who've gotten it um, and obviously gotten over it. So I think that Italy's for sure um, has done a really good job kind of containing it. Awesome, man. That's good to hear. So what are you doing? I mean, what is your team telling you to do right now? Are they sending you workouts? Um, What are they telling you to do? 
And are they expecting to resume, resume the season at some point this year? Uh, well, we can't practice. We can't lift. Um, like I said, we can only go out for groceries and the pharmacy. Um, so right now I'm watching YouTube videos, try to stay in shape. Uh, I got some bands and, you know, different things to work out here. Um, but really I'm just kind of waiting around for the next news. They, they want to resume the season, but only when it's safe. So we're kind of just waiting to hear. Man, that's tough. I, I was going to lead into my next question of what are you doing in your spare time? But I guess that's it. You're just kind of trying to stay busy. Hey, watch some old YouTube highlights of yourself, man. That always put a smile on your face. Oh, man. yeah. I got, <laughs> I got the, uh, the synergy going. So I'm watching every kind of clip. I'm watching freshman year slew highlights, like everything. Man, that's awesome, man. Well, hey, like I said, thank you for making the time and coming on. And I know I was super excited to get to catch up with you. And I know uh, slew fans are happy to hear from you, man. You're one of the all-time greats. And I had a – it was an honor to coach you. I did want to tell you something that I've never told you, man, and uh, uh, is I have two regrets as a coach. Number one, and I'll get into this later when I do my outro, but um, I remember I was coaching AU. I had these 15-year-olds, and uh, my couple of the dads, it was like three or four of the dads came over to me and was like, Marcus, you're being too nice on these kids. Like, you need to call them MFs and you need to get on them and because that's that's what they're used to that's what they're that's what that's how I talk to my kid and that's what I do to get him inspired I was like man I don't even really cuss like that I'm not gonna start cussing at 15 year olds but whatever so the next year when I coached uh 16U I tried to change my style a little bit try to get on them a little bit more and I dropped a couple words I should I wasn't MFing them or nothing or you know call them B words but you know dropping words I normally wouldn't and looking back I wish I wouldn't have changed for that number two and this is my other biggest regret. And I've made some mistakes coaching, but uh, I learned from them. But my other regret is I was coaching you guys in the, the TBT tournament. Um, mm -hmm. And, man, we had you and Jordair and Mike and Mike McCall. We had some other guys. And we had this guy named Jared Newsom who basically played your position. And I felt like he was a little bit better three-point shooter than you. Mm -hmm. uh, and I played him quite a bit more than I played you. And then after the game, and since then, that has weighed so heavy on my heart because I'm like, <laughs> I know Dwayne is a killer, man. Like, you've been overlooked. Like, you're a six-six power forward, and they're like, man, maybe he can't do it. And just mm -hmm. like I was like, well, maybe this guy's a better shooter. And I sat there and watched you dominate for years, and I still made the same mistake. And so, man, I wanted to publicly <laughs> and personally tell you, you I messed up right there. Brother. I appreciate it, man. I was definitely salty after. I was like, all right, that's how we lost, man. You <laughs> but, uh, well, I I uh, take that loss, man. That was my bad. But uh, I did want to tell you that. So uh, anyway, man, thanks for coming on. Uh, stay safe out there, man, and I'll be in touch with you. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Talk All to right. you soon. Peace. See you. Thank you, Dwayne, for coming on. I really enjoyed talking to him and catching up with him as well. I hope you did as well. You know, he's a great guy, and we wish him all the best and, and stay safe over there, obviously. But, you know, as I normally give my closing comments, I want to stay attached to uh, what we just talked about and some of my experiences with SLU. So I hope you guys still tune in. I only got about three or four more minutes, so stick with me right here. Um, I really just want to give a shout out and give some thanks to some people. You know, uh, as I think about some of the best experiences that I've had in basketball in my career, and I have quite a few of them. I played four years in high school, four years in college, was the leading scorer all four years in college, and then played 12 years pro. So I've had a lot of good experiences. And if I had to list a top five off the top of my head, Number one is my senior year, I hit a shot in the corner uh, on senior night to win the Missouri Valley Conference regular season uh, championship. So, you know, it doesn't get much better than that going out your last 
game on your home court and winning on, on, on a shot to win the conference. Number two would probably be my experience with the SLU guys uh, when we beat NC State. and came back down uh, from, I believe it was 15 points with five minutes to go or something like that. And these guys just kept scrapping. And, you know, I've been, uh, it was just incredible to be a part of one of those miraculous comebacks. A 5-12 game, we were a five seed in the NCAA tournament. That was incredible. I think number three would probably be my my senior year when we did go to the NCAA tournament, played against Kansas. I had 34 against them. Really, really good game. Had 18 points in the first eight minutes. And after the game, Roy Williams said that I was the best guard that he played against that year, which means a lot coming from the head coach of Kansas and someone like Roy Williams. That meant a lot. I, I would like to place that higher, but we lost. And the other two, one and two were wins, and I value winning. So number four would uh, probably be my sophomore year. We played against Indiana in the preseason NIT at the, at, at the Mecca in, in Madison Square Garden. Um, I had a shot with about 16 seconds to go to put us up one that I thought was going to be the winner for us to beat IU and go to the championship game and play against Duke. Unfortunately, they came down and hit a buzzer beater themselves and sent us home uh, in the final four and we lost by one. But that was a great experience playing in the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, preseason NIT, IU. I'm from Indiana. That was just a great experience. And Number five is a toss-up between some professional games I've had, but I would probably say maybe even my, the game with SLU VCU. Uh, Dwayne Evans and Jordan Jett in that class, their senior year. Uh, Shaka Smart and VCU had a lot of momentum. They were rolling. They were pressing. They were leading the nation in turnovers for us. And came into Schaefer's Arena. It was whiteout night. I mean, the place was rocking. High-intensity, high-level basketball game. Uh, we won that. And so, you know, I had some really great experiences. So I want to thank those guys for giving me those experiences. I want to thank Coach Cruz for hiring me to even have to be on the staff to be able to do that. And some other people I learned a lot from. Kent Porterfield, who's the vice president at St. Louis University. Bill Kaufman. Bill Kaufman was actually transitioning during that time. It was when Father Biondi uh, left and then Postello was coming in and he was the interim president. These guys were obviously high-ranking people at SLU and they treated me so well. I mean, they would sit down and talk to me. I'm not talking about in passing. I'm talking sit down, 20, 30-minute conversations. You know that old phrase where they say treat the CEO like the janitor and the janitor like the CEO? If you look at our, our men's basketball uh, staff, I was pretty much the level of a janitor. You know, you had the head coach, you had three assistants, then you had the Dobo, the director of basketball operations. Then you had the video coordinator and player personnel guy. I was the video coordinator. So I was at the bottom of the totem pole and these guys did not make me feel that way. And it taught me a lot about my leadership now that I'm in a position of leadership and I'm an executive director uh, of the YMCA. And so how I treat everyone, I saw that in action from them. And so I want to thank you guys for embracing me and treating me that way and teaching me. Uh, little did you know that you were giving me skills that would help me serve people one day. And so there's a lot of people I would just want to thank, even some of the boosters. David Wells, he was a great guy to me. Uh, Alan Voigt, I don't know if I'm, I think I'm saying his last name right. If I'm not saying it correctly, Alan, I'm sorry. Um, but I stayed in touch with him. I formed some relationships there with some awesome people. And so I just want to say thank you guys. I know some people ask me sometimes, like, were you upset when you got fired from SLU? I wouldn't say upset. I understood. We came there to do a job. And the job was, A, to graduate players and turn them from boys to men and make them a positive contributors to society. We did that. Eight out of eight guys who came through during the time I was there all graduated. Another part of our job was to win games. And that first year, we won a lot of games, went to the NCAA tournament, lost in the second round in Louisville, 8-10 championship. 
the next two years, we just didn't win enough games. And so I understand that a decision had to be made. I wish we would have had one more year, but hey, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's how it goes. And I think I was more scared at the time, honestly, because three years before I was working at Chick-fil-A as an operational director, making decent money, took a large pay cut to come to SLU as a video coordinator. I'm not complaining. I wanted the job. Like I, I was willing to take that pay cut. I wanted to be a college basketball coach. And so my family was a little bit nervous about moving up to St. Louis because we knew about, you know, how college basketball works, that it's so fluid. You can get fired, you can get transitioned on and whatever, whether it's positive or negative. And so um, waited the first two years to see how things were going. They moved up on that third year. They finally moved up. And sure enough, at the end of that year, we were fired. So I was a little bit nervous and I felt bad uh, that I had brought my family there. But that wasn't their fault. We, we we should have won more games. I would have liked to have one more year, but at the end of the day, I have nothing but fond memories of my time at SLU. So I thank you guys. I thank the administration for showing me love and for embracing me and staying in touch with me. It wasn't just fake. It's, it's genuine because I still have relationships with those people. The seniors, these guys were grown men. They were seniors, 21, 22. I think Jake Barnett might even been 23 years old that year. These guys were grown men. They were setting their ways. That's why they were good. So they didn't have to embrace an outsider like me. I, I hadn't been there the first three years, but they did. And I appreciate and love them for that. And so I just want to say thank you to you guys and uh, appreciate the moment. You know, now that we realize that we don't have basketball and you can't just turn on a live game on TV, NBA or NCAA, it should make you appreciate the moment. So I appreciate these moments so much more that I have with these guys and the relationships that I can call Dwayne and he say, hey, yeah, whatever you need, Marcus, whatever you need, coach. That's what he's, you know, uh, you want to do a podcast? Sure, let's do it. And so I just thank you guys for that. Thank you for everybody that's been a part of my growth right there. So uh, one of the things that Coach Majerus used to be so good at was teaching these guys, you know, the specifics, the details. Like they would always tell me stories about when they ran the offense, he would say, be right here. If you were six inches off that mark, you were running. And so what is that? That's details. And greatness is in the details, guys. That's what I'm talking about. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share. Come back. We have some great things upcoming. We have some more. I have another college basketball coach coming in talking about what it was like to tell his team they won their conference tournament. They were going to the NCAA tournament. They knew it. And then it was taken away from them. What was that conversation like? I got Coach Lisa Stone, the women's basketball coach, coming up. Got some awesome people coming up. So please stick with me, guys. Like, subscribe, share so you know when I drop a podcast. I think we're going to have a good time here. So have a great evening. Thanks a lot. Peace.